welcome to Stoner Chicks Podcast, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I am Phoebe Richards. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Stephanie Thompson. And I'm Kayla Teal. And before we dive into our third Wake and Bake, we have a couple people to thank. I'd like to thank Annette from Wisconsin for being our newest patron on Patreon. Thank you, Annette! And also Kat from Nevada. Thank you, Kat. Meow. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. We're getting frisky. Getting sexy in the booth. <laughs> and yes, it's an early sexy time because this is our third wake and bake record. It means we are waking and baking and recording. I just waked. I haven't baked. Oh, I baked. I'm awake. Need to bake. I am not awake. I pre-baked. <laughs> not awake. We got two awakes, not baked, and two bakes, not awake. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kayla, shall you and I do the honors? Yeah, let's all talk. Bake ourselves. <laughs> all right, I'm hitting my bubbler named Kelly Kapowski. Thank you, Kayla. <laughs> my pen was blocked because I hadn't hit it yet today. You know, when you gotta <laughs> suck real hard. Not really. <laughs> Maybe I need a new pen. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, already went on a walk this morning with Ango in Ravenna Park, and it was very beautiful, very muddy, a little chilly, but it woke me right up, right up, right the fuck up. That's something I wish I had a dog about, is like <laughs> getting up and getting outside right in the morning. That would be, that must be good for the soul. Yeah, it definitely changed things when I started walking dogs early in the mornings. And I feel this is a time to acknowledge Grace Penzel now lives in Seattle, so that walk was in our city. Yeah. Wait, did we not talk about that on a previous we did on episode? Pa- we did on Patreon, oh. but not here. Yeah, so, yeah. Is- Listeners, we've hung out, the four of us, in person twice in the last week, which is awesome. It's been amazing. But I got to meet Angus, Grace's dog, yesterday, and that was nice. <gasps> Jealous. He's a bouncy fellow. He's bouncy. He's adorable. He doesn't like pets. So I had to really kind of shut that part off of myself that wanted to pet him. <laughs> well, he's really cute. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why doesn't he like pets? Do we have to earn his trust first? Yeah. He's not a really uh, physical dog. He has to be like very snoozy and relaxed before he wants physical attention he's food motivated that's how he feels love Um, and but he doesn't like to be touched by anyone more than like maybe five people so challenge accepted okay kayla's gonna be number six (laughs) great great last thing she does i as all of you stoner chicks know am dealing with and taking care of a stray cat that my partner and i took in it's a long story, but we're getting him shots and planning on finding him the best home that he can have. But for now, having our cat that is not happy about the new cat and both of them in our house has been a lot of work. And I don't know how people are parents because I am overwhelmed with two cats. Like, I can't handle it. <laughs> so I can only imagine. Yeah, the stakes feel so high, but they'd be so much higher if they were a human being. Maybe? I don't know. Maybe we have kind of feel like the stakes are the same as people who don't know what it's like to have kids. Maybe we treat our cats like our kids. Sure. Except I can leave my cats at home for like a couple days. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Pretty different. I can just lock the cats in a bathroom if I have to. (laughs) And I can't get arrested for that. 
No. <laughs> well, speaking of kids, I had a fun wake and bake idea thinking back on childhood and childhood crushes. Last time we did wake and bake, we talked about cartoons. And while this is very different, it made me think about all of the crushes on the heartthrobs of the 80s and 90s I had as a kid. And I wanted to ask y'all, what are your childhood crush memories? And as you've certainly noticed, there's already Valentine's Day stuff in stores. It is February. It's February, so it's Valentine's Day loot month. Talking about crushes is very appropriate. <laughs> it's true, it's true. I didn't have too many crushes growing up, but I had really random weird ones. <laughs> and I've only written one letter to a crush. Ooh, who was that? It was Jonathan Taylor Thomas of Home Improvement. <gasps> JT Squared. And Simba fame. Yep. And I had a huge crush on him. And I wrote him a letter pretending I was like a couple years older so we could be. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how old were you? I was like 11 and I think he was like 13 or 14. And so I was like, that's way too big of an age difference. He's not going to pay attention to a stupid old 11 year old. So I... I was like, I, well, I'm 14, too, and we would get along. We have similar interests. I read about it in Tiger Beat magazine. <laughs> so you had an objective with this letter, and it was, I'm going to get him to write me back and ask me out. Yes, or at least a signed photo, which I didn't get. You didn't get any acknowledgement? No, but I don't know. I'm trying to remember where I exactly sent this letter. It's not like <laughs> there was the internet or even the internet. Like, do you Google JTT's address? It probably was in Tiger Beat, like a send mail to his oh, fan Oh, maybe club. to his fan club. Know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I'm trying to remember back in those days. Yeah, I had a big JT squared crush for a little bit and he did Tom and Huck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember that movie? Was he in Jungle to Jungle? I, I don't so. remember that, but that sounds so familiar. Yeah. Let's look it up. <laughs> what about, I th he was also in a movie, I forget what it was named, that he, his parents were divorced and my parents were divorced, and I felt like super, like we, we identified with each other. Oh. Well, it's Tim Allen. No, he's not, but Tim Allen is. Maybe that's what you were thinking, because Home Improvement. Wait. But Tim Allen, wasn't he like a like a Tarzan type of guy and he had to come live in the city? Is that what Jungle to Jungle is? His kid lives in the jungle and is a Tarzan kid. And then they bring him to New York City. So it's like the concrete jungle. <laughs> Wait, how did you his know? kid become a person that lived in the woods? He just <laughs> In the jungle? I, I can't recount to you the details of Jungle to Jungle, <laughs> unfortunately. We're going to post the full trailer to our That's Instagram. The sun. That's oh, the boy. Sun. Oh, oh, yeah. Boy. He was cute. I remember him now. <laughs> not yes. sure that one would hold up. Probably not. But yeah, Tim Allen plays his dad. And then Tim Allen played JTT's dad on Home Improvement for many seasons. And that's where I had a crush on him from. I had a lot of crushes on sitcom boys, like the boys in the sitcom families. Oh, yeah. Like Brotherly Love. I didn't watch that one. Ah. So, Phoebe, who were your sitcom? Boy crushes. I had so JT squared, as we've just said. Uh, I had a crush on the, like the boy and who's the boss, which like now I don't 
Like, I just had a crush on, like, all of the, the boys in, like, really any of the families I liked. And then I had a huge crush on Leonardo DiCaprio on Growing Pains. Because oh, he yeah. was on that, like, for one season towards the end before he'd done any movies. And I had a giant, giant crush on him. All these blonde mushroom cuts. This is the 90s. It was all the cover boys. I bought it. I was bought and sold by a teen beat nation. Hold on, I'm getting my list up. My very first crush was Michael from Barney. Do you remember this guy? He was a cute little blonde boy, and he was on Barney. I was Googling him this morning to give you some facts. He was on Barney from 1988 to 1999. That's so many years. I know. And he graduated from college in 2002, so he must have been in college while he was still on Barney. And then he worked for the George Bush administration as the director of gifts. So uh, does the director of gifts do? Dot J- G-I-F. <laughs> gifts? No. And he wasn't a development <laughs> fundraising person. He was anyone that sent George or Laura Bush a gift, he intercepted it. So if you, what? So he was the director of that right out That'd of college, I guess. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, unless it's risky. I wonder if you're like going in with like, if it's a bomb, I'm first on it. (laughs) This 22 year old with a poli sci degree. (laughs) who's just. I wonder if his Barney fame got him that job because he went straight to being a director at the White House. Or probably a building off of the White House. Anyway, he was so cute. I had a big crush on him. I pretty much was boy crazy from the get go. I was engaged a lot in preschool, (laughs) but but Michael was my guy. And now he's a lawyer in Fort Worth, Texas. Wow. Taught me how to brush my teeth, wash my hands. (laughs) And you're still following him. Like, you still know what he's up to. Well, I didn't until this morning. Okay, that's fair. That's why I was late, okay? I was looking up (laughs) Brian Epps from Barney. You were looking up thirst traps. (laughs) All lawyer photos. Mm. My first crush that I remember, I think I've mentioned to you all before, was David Letterman. That's right. When I was like really young. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that was before I really connected like the sexual part. I don't know. I just I just had yeah. a crush on him and I just like daydreamed about him a lot. And I just wanted to go on a show really bad. And I wrote him a letter. I wrote him a letter with my top 10 suggestions. <laughs> Because he would always do the top 10 list on his yeah. late show. Yep. That was my first one, which is kind of weird. And then my first time that I had like a sexual like, whoa, like I feel weird between the legs is oh. uh, Brad Pitt in Thelma and Louise, which I saw in the theater four times when I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> you were just like, who's this guy? Hubba hubba. Gotta yeah, keep coming well, back for more. Movie. It's really funny at 10. It like super... <laughs> spoke to me for some reason and i used to watch that movie like constantly mm-hmm. uh but yeah Brad pitt some razor sharp abs in that but yeah it is a very like <laughs> blonde pretty boy i guess mm-hmm. which is still you got a type I, I mean stoner boy cute stoner boy is my type cute stoners uh so i i'm i'm skewing a little more towards the like teen movie sort of obsession which for me was bring it on Mm. and i had a crush on both 
the brother and the sister in Bring Bring It On. Like, at the time, was definitely aware of how much I was into the brother. But then, like, looking back, I was just so fucking obsessed with... The character's name is Missy, but she's played by Eliza Dushku, who I never saw Buffy or Angel, but Mm. apparently that's how she's known best. Yeah, she's a big, big part on those shows. Okay, and then uh, Jesse Bradford, who... Yeah, I had uh, the hots for him. Oh, my God. Yeah, his little his, l- his lips. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that sounded so creepy. Wait. It's not creepy. Take- it's not. We're teenagers, and they will oh, do. kill me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, Bring It On doesn't hold up super well. There's some stuff that comes up that's not great, yeah. but... However, honestly, Bring It On 3 is the best in the series, in my opinion. Interesting. Hot take. I haven't seen it. We'll it's have really to. It's really good. We'll have to re- revisit really the franchise. Um, but yeah, so those are <laughs> those are my. Oh, and then in cartoon land, uh, <laughs> I had a crush on Jughead Jones in the Archie comics. That was probably oh. my like first crush because <laughs> I was I like basically learned how to read from reading Archie comic books. Every week at the laundromat, my mom would buy one for me at the grocery store before I had to go and like sit for two hours. And Jughead Jones was just, he was so cool and sort of disaffected and the sort of outsider. And uh, yeah, I was really into it. I don't know if I've ever had, I haven't had many animated crushes. I've had a lot of like... Well, not a lot, but I remember being obsessed with Apollo Ono. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like cutting out all the newspaper clippings of him and I kept him in a drawer in- for like a while. <laughs> drawer. Did I tell you about the restaurant I went to in Mo Clips, Washington, that their claim to fame is their Apollo Ono's favorite restaurant? <gasps> In Mo Clips, it's it's near Mo Clips. That's where I was staying, and we would drive to the next town. And my friend Michaela and I, we ate at the restaurant three times in a row. Like every oh. meal we went there, we like loved it there. And whenever we would call to make a reservation, it'd be like Apollo Ono's favorite restaurant on the West Coast. <laughs> I need to go. Yeah, we should go. <laughs> make a trek Seems out like there. He has good taste. It was delicious. Also, was obsessed with the movie The Craft. When I was in middle school, I loved all four of them witches. We've Mm. talked about them on the pod before, haven't we? I'm not sure. Have we? I maybe brought it up because I love that movie. (laughs) I think in the Witches and Weed episode, they came up. They weren't the boobalicious babes, were they? No, that's charmed. (laughs) Sorry, I like answer immediately. Yeah, I was was almost there. Yeah, charmed. Different. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but, but yeah well that's a good variety that's a good spread for uh, all the way for, from david letterman to yeah. the craft to jughead jones we got them all we do i do feel <laughs> i have to throw in in my teens my big crush pretty much was drew barrymore i was obsessed with all things drew barrymore and i could have looked at pictures of her like all day <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really think of it as a crush in that way because I, I didn't, you know, just thought I was straight. But like looking back, definitely I was attracted to her and, you know, wanted to hang out. Doesn't it suck that like we have to look back and kind of figure out who our queer crushes were? Like we didn't know that was an option. So it was just like an unhealthy obsession or <laughs> I want to yeah. be her. But really right. it was like, mm-hmm. oh, I love you. 
I want to be her best friend and sleep in the same bed and yeah, exactly and have our lips touch sometimes. Yeah, keep each other warm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I totally like looking back it was more I was more obsessed with I think the women and girl crushes but I still had the ones I remember are the more heteronormative mm -hmm. stuff. But um anyway that is a good question to ponder, and I think that's a great thing to ponder while we go into our smoke break. Slurps up. Slurps up, smoke, <laughs> smoke. Hello, stoner. Stephanie here, and I'm here to tell you that next week we will be doing our first stoner movie book club of 2022, and we've chosen the 1995 classic, Clueless. So, listeners, if you want to be caught up with us next week, check out Clueless, and we'll be discussing that in all its fun and foibles next week. Love you! Bum, 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 bum. Bam, bum, bang, ding, die. Bop, 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 bums. <laughs> Welcome back from your smoke break. We hope you had a lovely time. Speaking of love, we're talking love-themed uh, and crush-themed and adoration-themed topics. So I know, Phoebe, you had another question. I have another question, Grace. I was thinking about, yes, Valentine's Day and like, so much attention on relationships and I, I'm personally not a huge Valentine's Day person but I was pondering like what what do I do to like show myself love including I was thinking if I could take myself on any dream date what would that dream date be and so I wanted to ask all of you what would your dream mm. date that you would take yourself on be it's a great question <laughs> I really love this question, and thinking about it made me really excited for when COVID dies down, because my favorite, favorite thing to do is to take myself out to like a nice restaurant and sit at the bar and like have an experience laid out in front of me and like have the bartender right there sort of curating what like asking him for recommendations about what food to get why did i say him oh my god that was so sexist as if all bartenders have to be male what is wrong well if, on your perfect solo date this one might be yeah that's your vision yeah this man's man is guiding me through <laughs> <laughs> this experience <laughs> no. um anyway yeah having like really good food and being in the position to like observe what's going on maybe talk to someone if there's a chill person sitting next to you so that and then take myself to a movie alone and when i go to movies alone i like to kind of go to like the biggest uh artsy one or like oscar one something a little more serious because i kind of like to go and cry alone in movies hell yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um. So. So. Yeah. That would be a classic dinner in a movie. That's great. I might. I like to get on my ideal date, taking myself out 
Um, yes. I like to get dirty and sweaty. And... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm probably going to hike my ass up a mountain somewhere. Wow. And I bring bring my little pocket kite. And I've just recently hiked my stand-up paddleboard up a mountain once to an alpine lake. And that was Whoa. pretty badass. I'd probably do that so I could get a little bit cleaner, like jump in a lake and paddle around and have a nice lunch. Which lake was it that you did? I'll post pictures when I remember. But it, okay. there's so many out there <laughs> in the PN dub. forget which one it was. I used to go to Mason Lake a lot, which was like... Oh, yeah. Such a hard hike, but so beautiful. I don't know if I could do the hike now. Like It was hard for me when I was younger. Oh, I'm sure you could do it. It's the thing I like about hiking. You just take it slow and just don't think about how hard it is. You know, think about the end result. And once you get to the top, it's like, oh, my God. And I'd have a little spread of meat and cheeses and a nice cold beer. And, of course, a big old J. Fuck yeah. That's my ideal date. That's great. Oh my god, that's what you said the last I time. Know. I, like, I know. <laughs> I really, I mean, I mean it though. I'm getting. I'm listening to these, and I'm just like, oh, I'm with you. That's so great. Yeah, I think that's a great self love date. That's that's what I would do. I would do it every time. We're only halfway through, but I think we should already pledge to actually take each other on these dates at some point. Yeah. Okay. Mine has one of Grace's elements in it. And that's eating dinner at a bar alone somewhere, somewhere where it's like a treat yourself. Yeah. The food here is really good. Exactly. Um, but first I would probably go to a yoga class and then do that. And then I would ride the Space Needle <laughs> and watch the sun go down from the top of the Space Needle and then see a play. Wow. Like maybe at Seattle Rep or something, some kind of dramedy. I miss theater. I haven't seen a play. I don't even remember what the last play I saw was. Yeah, I miss theater too. That sounds like a really good date, like built out. That's like it's a, long. Making a day of it. That's mm-hmm. good. And it's probably expensive. That's a lot of activities. <laughs> but it's cheaper <laughs> but, if you're alone. Yeah, and this is like fantasy kind of. Yeah. It's a dream date because mine is to fly to a city I've never been to and have like get a hotel room for myself and then just explore and on my list of places I would want to hang out would be like a coffee shop and just spend time obviously this also mm. would be after COVID's not such a thing hang out in a coffee shop hang out in a bar and eat in like three restaurants and then just like sleep in my bed in my hotel room have one with like a really nice shower and then fly home wow hell yeah that's proper a proper, a proper date <laughs> and the cheaper version of that which is possible is just to like which i do sort of versions of like pick a neighborhood i don't really know and like explore that area like yeah a day date in the city love that's, that that's doing it on a budget <laughs> yeah when you can't make it out to the mountains do like pick a hike around the city and explore neighborhoods i like doing that mm-hmm. yeah seattle has some great urban hikes yes, yes. yeah i don't hike alone nearly enough i don't go on walks alone much I always go with friends. I've spent so much time walking around Seattle and in all the parts, and I love it so much. Going, one of the only places actually that I've found that you can go in Seattle and really feel like 
kind of very alone is sometimes in the afternoon on the weekdays on the Burke Gilman Trail, there's like almost no one and it's really nice. Oh, that sounds nice. I roller skated on that trail once and it was like too many people and I fell a lot just oh, no. just <laughs> standing. Oh. <laughs> I just fall to the ground. So many bikes. <laughs> Did you bang up your knees? Oh, I got knee pads on, baby. That's good. Good. Baby, I one time pads. was sitting at uh, Gasworks Park, like on the hill, and this gal was very like nervously rollerblading down the path you know that winds around and when she was right in front of me and my friend i'm sure we were baked she just wiped out and like skinned the shit out of her knees and was bleeding and we were just like uh do you, do you need help and she was like no and like got up and was like painfully trying to like get away and it was so awful why you have to wear knee pads because no matter how good you are at it like you can still just hit a pebble at any moment and fly forward it's not worth not wearing them really this was the 90s a dangerous time (laughs) a very dangerous (laughs) time (laughs) um well so we all have our awesome self-dates and i guess sort of the similar question more broadly I thought we could talk about ways we show ourselves self-love or how we celebrate self-love. No, I don't like how that sounds. How we show ourselves (laughs) self-love. Well, I love this question Mm. so much. And I think probably the number one way that I show myself love or like love on myself sort of in a not, um, you know, a self-gratification way. <laughs> Besides jerking off, the way I do. Besides winking off. <laughs> no, um, but like in the shower, the just the power of touch, like kind of, you know, touching your arms and touching your legs when you're washing yourself and just having that feeling, especially like, sorry to bring it up again, but like during isolation, living alone in the last couple of years during the pandemic, like just having those moments to like really embrace myself has been very important. Mm, yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like classic. I mean- I love in the shower. I have like the whole process of exfoliating my legs really well. And I have the little exfoliator for my scalp when I shampoo it. And, you know, I wash my face for a long time. It is a very nice ritual. I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. ritual, but yeah. self. And I feel like the term self-care is annoyingly overused these days and mostly in annoying ways. But yeah, it's just a nice like it is a self-care in the sense of it's yeah the ritual of doing this thing that's like kind of calming and almost meditative and also you know good for my body in different ways that's great (laughs) that's great (laughs) well besides twerking my merkin i (laughs) i just wanted to say that Uh... (laughs) i i'm not the best at showing myself love I need to be better at that. So I love, I really appreciate this question. One of the things I like to do, what gives me kind of peace is when things are kind of clean and organized, which in my Mm. life is, (laughs) it's a stretch. But when it does happen, when I'm like, when I'm doing the dishes to a podcast or something, and then I'm able to have like a nice clean kitchen, um, kitchen. God, the clit is just really on your mind. It's just on my mind right now. 
<laughs> but like to make a nice hot meal in a clean kitchen, I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Makes me feel good. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, Kayla, besides cleaning your kitchen, what other way do you like to show yourself love? <laughs> uh, well, I mentioned this to you all, but I just started my yoga teacher training, which I now looking back, I think was an act of self-love that I just started mm. it. I've wanted to do it for so long, but I'm thinking of it because I just did like a five hour lecture thing yesterday and a lot of it was about self-compassion and so like I spent a lot of time thinking about self-love and self-compassion today because it's like part if you're teaching yoga like it's part of the it's like part of the yoga doctrine is that you need to take care of yourself so that you can serve others Mm -hmm. because you cannot pour from an empty cup (laughs) they said no liquid will come hence (laughs) but they they talk about showering and stuff as part of that because like being there is a like limb of yoga that talks about like taking care of your body being clean because it just feels good and it like helps you to do other things and fill your cup wonderful yeah i like that compassion for yourself is probably the best some of the best (laughs) self-love yeah it's so good to practice forgiving yourself for the the negative self-talk mm-hmm. i was thinking this yeah just spent a lot of time yesterday thinking about that about how when i'm hard on myself it's you know and blame myself it's really not my fault that i have certain like like for example like feeling bad about my body is something that is not helpful to me mm-hmm. so like having to forgive myself for buying into societal beauty standards Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even though i know that they're bullshit like i uh, have to forgive myself for that and give myself some compassion yeah yeah it's a vicious cycle the like guilt of caring but also really caring about comparing yourself to those things or that's a cycle i always am in where yeah i know it doesn't matter and i know it's like this brainwashy image that's been sold to me but I still deep down have that instinctual looking in the mirror and feeling bad or seeing what I wish was different and it's such a weird cycle of like while it's happening also being hard on myself that I'm like this is so weak of you like why are you even doing this exactly I get down on myself for spending Mm -hmm. so much energy trying to not think about it and so forgiving ourselves for that but also trying to, yeah, really internalize how silly all of that is. I mean, it's hard work. We should be proud of ourselves for however we move through it. Yes. And of course, we all have weed, which for me is a lot of my self-love is smoking weed. <laughs> so Yeah. Cheers. You're right. On- it is a good tool for that. Honestly, the amount that I beat myself up compared to when I'm stoned is really significant and it's such a good way smoking weed to just put sort of negative self-talk to rest for a moment so i definitely agree with that too word that's great and stoners we want you to show yourselves so much love this month Um, we're grateful that you joined us for this wake and bake and we hope that you have a wonderful day we can be found on stonerchickspodcast.com and we have a lot of opportunities to (laughs) engage with us yeah and interact 
<laughs> we're on Twitter and TikTok, TikTok, Broccoli Broads, Instagram, Stoner Chicks Podcast. On Spotify, we'd love if you could rate us five stars. And if you have Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a review if you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash stonerchicks. And we have some really fun episode bonus episodes over there. So fun. As well as a monthly zoom smoke session which is lovely and with that phoebe what do stoner chicks always say oh my gosh i have such a big crush on my weed (laughs) (laughs) go smoke love you weed clean that (laughs) clitchin